Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on, guys? Joe McCall, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, hope you're doing well. Got a great show today. You know, I've been using virtual assistants since 2008. And I remember being really scared because I read the book, Four Hour Workweek. I bought the book, Four Hour Workweek, and he was talking about using VAs. And I think at the time he was using a lot of virtual assistants from the from Pakistan and India and stuff like that. And uh, But man, that terrified me. And I thought, no way. But I knew I was trying to do deals, working a full-time job, getting really frustrated and struggling with trying to do it all. And I knew that marketing, I wasn't in the real estate investing business, I was in the marketing business, and I needed to get a VA, a virtual assistant, as soon as possible to get me more consistent lead flow because I was in this vicious up and down cycle of getting you know, hungry, needing money, doing a lot of marketing to get a bunch of leads, and then getting busy and then stopping the marketing doing the deals, making money, but then turning around and my pipeline was empty. So I knew I needed a virtual assistant to do all of my marketing for me. And uh, sure enough, within figuring that out and knowing how to do it, I was able to do a lot of deals consistently because I had delegated out the, the things that were really important that I couldn't do myself. I tried time blocking. I tried doing it in the mornings, in the evenings, after work. Try, I remember so vividly trying to get this marketing done for me and uh, you know, trying to do the marketing, but it couldn't do it. So I figured out I got to get it done. And it's one of my favorite phrases, done for me in spite of me. All right. And you need to be thinking about that as well in your business. How do you get these really important tasks done for you in spite of you so you can focus on the most important things in your business, which is talking to sellers and making offers, right? Okay, so we got a guest today, Vance Courtney. We're going to be talking about that. And we're actually going to dive in to one of our favorite websites and create a job. And he's got some really cool things that he's going to give to you. So you can do the same thing as well. We're going to go down to basics. We're going to go back to basics, doing the ABCs of how to find, hire, and train virtual assistants that you can use in your business. It's one of the most requested things that I get from students that I'm working with is, can I use one of your VAs? <laughs> you know, no. You can't use one of my VAs. Are you crazy? I want to reach across the uh, webcam and smack you for even asking. But like, no, you can get your own VAs. And there's a lot of them out there that can help you with that. All right. Okay, real quick. This podcast is brought to you by my new book. Check this out. And I don't like the cover. I'll just put my hand over the cover. That's called Simple Land Flips. And I just finished this book, 10K in 10 Hours, how you can do $10,000 a month working just 10 hours a week, flipping vacant land. And this is something that I've done with my sons. You've heard me talking about it for a long, long time. Uh, you can get this book for free just by going to my webinar at simplelandclass.com. Simplelandclass.com. Get this book for free. And on this class, I'm going to show you, and this sounds spammy and hypey, but it's not. I'm going to show you at simplelandclass.com how you can make 10K in 10 hours really simple by flipping vacant land. And once you learn how to use virtual assistants, like we're going to be talking about in this podcast, you can get VAs to do like 90% of this business for you. And Vance is going to be talking about that on this. This is going to be a really good show. We're actually going to be sharing my screen. Vance is going to be helping me walk through creating a job post. How, what to search for, what to look for, how to test them to make sure that they're the right kind of VA to hire. And you're going to get a lot out of this. So if you're listening to this, 
awesome, but you might want to jump to YouTube to watch kind of the behind the scenes as we share my desktop. Okay. So thank you for listening to the audio podcast. I really appreciate you guys, but you're also going to need to go to YouTube and I'm sorry. I'll do my best to explain what we're doing for you audio listeners, but you might need to go to YouTube later on um, after your workout, when you're done driving to kind of see the step-by-step details that we're doing. You can find my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and do a search for Joe McCall and get it there. Okay. And in the meantime, go to simplelandclass.com to get my new book. Learn how to flip vacant land. Learn how you can do it with your kids. Cool. All right, let's bring Vance on. And uh, Vance, how you doing, man? Are you there? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Glad you're here, man. Thank you. And uh, it's good to see you again. I just saw you a few days ago in Orlando, Florida. What? Oh, yeah. At this awesome internet marketing workshop. Yeah, that was so much fun. It was a great workshop. Yeah. And um, thanks for being on the show. And tell us a little bit about you, Vance, Vance Courtney, and uh, where you live right now. Where are you from? Gotcha. So I live in Augusta, Georgia, and uh, I'm from, I was born in California, but kind of raised in Kansas. So we kind of claim both very extreme uh, backgrounds. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what brought you to Georgia then? So actually, uh, it was being in the uh, military and then getting on, getting out after four and a half years, took a... uh, contracting tour down in Augusta, Georgia, and just have pretty much been here ever since 2008. So being from the military, that explains, I think, maybe your love for systems, right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. SOPs, right? Standards, operating procedures. All, all right. So wh- why are systems so important? It allows you to do the simple things over and over and over consistently. That's what I like about it. With ex- the same results. So, yeah, the same exact result, right? That's, that's the biggest part. And it's, it's really simple. I like to keep it where if I do it three or more times manually, I'm about to automate or systematize uh, that process. You know what's so cool is I started hiring more and more VAs and I started hiring local assistants to manage my virtual assistants, right? I started making my, my team, my assistants, create the SOPs for me. Oh, and we could go on that easily, but 100%. That's actually be a little bit of what we're going to talk about is that yes. people think before they hire, they have to have all these perfect processes. No. no, do not do it. That perfect process, the hours and days you're going to spend on it won't be used. Yeah. That's what's crazy. And it'll be changed in six months. Uh, exactly. And you're going to want to have somebody else keeping up to that. Otherwise, you're just going to turn into this process procedure guru engineer and never actually getting revenue going. So let me scratch my head here. And what you're saying is like you could go and I've done this before and and tell me if this is legit. I bought a guy's course once on how to bid on HUD properties. Okay. And uh, I didn't have the time to go through it, but I wanted to start bidding on HUD uh, homes, foreclosures, right on HUD. So I gave it to my assistant. I told her to go through it and she did. And she started doing it and learning it. And then there were certain parts that I wanted, I didn't want her to do. They were like $5 an hour activities. I wanted her to focus on the $100 an hour activities so I can focus on the $500 an hour activities, right? So I told her, I said, I want you to start training VAs to do it. And we had different ways that, to do it that were a little different than what the guy teaching the class would do, the different things that we were looking for, right? So she created the SOPs, right? She created the stuff to give to the VAs to do the work. And it was beautiful because, you know, and, and she would update me regularly. And that's important, the communication. We can talk about that for a long time. But like there was regular communication. She updated me, showed me what she was doing, showed me what she was learning, started seeing the results. And then I told her, good. Now we've got, I think, I don't know, we had one or two VAs kind of doing this and they were reporting to her regularly. But I did not, here's my whole point in all this. 
I did not create anything. I didn't create any SOPs or procedures or systems. I just found somebody that I knew could do it for me. And then I held them accountable to it. They created the SOPs. And then as we went through different VAs, all we did is just gave the new VAs the same little processes. So we didn't have to spend a bunch of time retraining all of them. Does that make sense? Is that legit? So here's what I'm going to tell you. You focus. People ask, what are those $100, $5, $500 an hour activity? Right there, Joe, is like a great example of the leadership, right? When you step in, the $500 an hour activity is true leadership. And you actually were able to effectively delegate. And one of the big things we're going to use a fun big word, you know, people will say delegate versus abdicate. And it simply means that people will hand over something and not want to be informed. They want to just step away from it. Don't tell me about it till it's done. And that's not effective. And you yeah. talked about how you were staying up to date. Mm-hmm. And I want to capture that because that's the most important part. You were still involved, but you weren't doing the thing. You were yep. supporting her or him. And that was fantastic. Well, this is one of the keys to success when you hire virtual assistants is that regular communication. And at the beginning, I'd say you have to talk to them every day. It doesn't have to be for long, but especially at the beginning, checking in, how's it going? Is this working? Oh. I try to give them goals. I want you to send 20 of these things out every day. And I want you to go scrape 30 of these things every day. And then to create, I, here's the thing. I tell the VAs, I want a scorecard. I don't even create it for them. I tell them, you create the scorecard, send it to me every day. And I want to see these numbers. But the, the, this is, tell me, well, instead of me talking, because you're the guest. No, no, I'm, this is, you're nailing it. So these, these daily VAs, I mean, these, these VAs that you're talking to daily and communicating, and we're going to show you guys real quick how to find in these, these VAs really easily. Why is that daily communication important? And why is like a, the, the accountability or the numbers and the scorecards important? So this is perfect. I'm going to use a fun, a quick example. When I was overseas in the military, uh, the enemies were constantly trying to attack one thing. One thing first, it's a communications tower. Because if you take down communication, you can destroy an entire military. You can destroy business, right? Communication is the most important thing. This isn't a set it in a once a, once a week meeting. It's a, they call it a daily huddle for a reason, a daily stand-up for a reason. And it's super important to have that constant communication, even if it's just to uncover blockers and issues and you help them move forward. My favorite part about accountability is I want to tell a little secret about accountability. Ready? You can't hold somebody accountable. That's not a real thing, right? Because if it was, then you saying, go do this, you would never have to come back to it. The way you do it is you get them to buy into the accountability. You ask them questions. This is why they got to set their own numbers because that's buy-in. And then you ask them like, what, like how do they plan to achieve it? What can you do to help? That is buy-in, right? That is them now holding themselves accountable. Well, what happens if you don't get this done? Ask them what they would do, right? That's accountability. They're really holding themselves accountable. And you're just there as a teammate to help them move it forward. That's the huge part. That's so good. And I don't know if you can hear the landscapers. I forgot to, it's such a nice day today. And I forgot to close the window downstairs. Mm. And the doors. So they're all open down there. So my apologies for the noise. Okay. Let's talk about your real estate experience, Vance, yeah. real quick. Because we're talking specifically to realtors and real estate investors right now, right? Yep. So, so how did you get started in, into, into doing deals? Oh, it's really funny. Um, I've been buying since 2008. I was in the military. I got advice to like get two retirements, military, and to pick up your properties. Just move every two or three years. The, you know, the government will pay for your homes. Just hold on to them. So I started doing that in 2008, right? Yeah. Every few years moving. Around 2018, I'm like, this is very slow. How do I speed this up? Right? I'm in Augusta, Georgia. Fantastic rental market. But I didn't know anything about real estate. And I was like, where can I get the best deal possible? So I went over to 
Detroit. And yeah. I think, I'm just going to see how this story goes, right? Yeah, I got yeah. a turnkey property. What year was this? This was in 2018. So this was after the crash, but okay. I'm telling you, in 2018, the Detroit, my backyard is still really good. I bought a turnkey property for 60000 rented for nine fifty, and it had a tenant in place. Well, here's where it gets fun. Two months later, tenant leaves, copper stolen, gets flooded out because they jacked their water heater and found out there's foundation issues I didn't know about because I bought it without looking at it. Lots of mistakes made. Ha- put 20 into it. I had to sell it for 40. So I lost 40K on the deal. And I'm like, I'm not doing that again. How are these turnkey providers finding deals? So then I went into the figure out found wholesaling. Yeah. And what's really funny about wholesaling is because wholesaling is has very like doesn't really have a lot to do with the actual asset. If you just nailed it, we're a marketing and a sales company. And when I realized that marketing, you, you repeat it over and over, it clicked that I'm like, oh, this is just a system. Let's just yeah. let's just put in a system behind this, build out a team. And that's what we did at the very beginning of 2019. And in a couple of years, you know, scaled that very quickly because we had people in the place within the year. All right. So what was before we go into how to find the VAs, which is really simple. And we got some cool things that we're going to let you guys have for free that Vance gave us. What are some of the things you have the VAs do for you in your real estate investing business? Perfect. That question gets asked, right? You can, I have them do from anything from marketing, anything that's really done on the computer. And I like to really simplify this. Do everything but talk to the seller. More or less what you're doing in the real estate besides talking to the seller can actually be done by, through a virtual assistant. Transaction coordination and marketing. Those would be the two biggest roles that I would see or even just an acquisition assistant. Helping you get data in the CRM, right? Not playing in the CRM. Picking up the phone and calling and then through your, your like VA gauntlet that you've had, right? Which was a fantastic episode. Just sending a voice note to your VA to go do the backend yeah. things. What you're talking about is an episode I did a long time ago with Tom Kroll. I probably did this episode seven or eight years ago. It's one of the most popular episodes I've ever done. And uh, you can go look for it at just go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, guys. Do a search for Tom Kroll, K-R-O-L. And I've done three or four podcasts with him, but one of them was called The Best Uses of Virtual Assistance. And uh, really, really important. Even though it's old, technically kind of, it's really, really good. So it's about like figuring out, here's the thing, you know, if you're behind the computer, you're not making money. You make your money when you're on this little thing right here, this phone. You make your money when you're on the phone, when you're talking to sellers, when you're making offers, when you're following up. And so you're absolutely right. Anything that's done behind a keypad or keyboard, you can get a virtual assistant to do for you. And uh, this episode that pod that Tom, when he was first talking about this, I had heard of VAs before and I'd used VAs, but the way he was doing it was so awesome and amazing to me. And I'll just recap it real quick here because this is kind of where we're shooting for. This is what we're... This is where we're aiming, right? Basically, most investors, most wholesalers, they're stuck behind yellow pads of paper. They're buried in post-it notes. And they talk to a seller. And then four hours later, when they're finally at their computer, they're putting in the information into the CRM. And they forgot. They told that seller, man, I did this so many times. Okay, I'll send you an offer. I'll get back to you. Let me look into it. Let me look at my numbers. And I'll follow back up with you. I'll send you something. And then you forget because you got 10 other sellers that you just talked to. You're looking at different houses, different deals, and things start falling through the cracks. Mm. And if you are not quick to put that stuff back in the CRM, you're going to lose that momentum. You're going to lose all of the the, the rapport and the um, relationship you built with those sellers and buyers. So anyway, what Tom started doing was he found himself like, again, way be- behind this computer way too much. So he, get, he got a v- virtual assistant and he said, every day, Mr. VA, Ms. VA, I want you to send me. And he gave us, he got a special email address that only that VA had. 
First thing every morning, the VA would send him three emails. And in each email was all the information about the next lead that he needed to call. The seller's name, the seller's phone number, the address, any links to Zillow or whatnot, any information. And then Tom would look at the email, would call the VA from his cell phone or whatever he was using, and then chicken scratch notes on a piece of paper. And then immediately using WhatsApp, like a tool like WhatsApp or Voxer, V-O-X-E-R, would message the VA back saying, hey, Jeannie, I talked to so-and-so. They said that the listing expires in, in two months and I should call back then. They're open to negotiating. They're motivated, blah, 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 all these notes. Remind me in three weeks to call them back and follow up with them. Go ahead and send them a thank you letter for thanking them for their time to talk on the phone or whatever. And again, remind me in three weeks to call them back. Boom. You'd send that message, then delete the email, go to the next email, call that seller, talk to them, would message the VA. Okay, so they're not motivated. Give them a a one out of five motivating rating thing. Uh, Go ahead and send them an offer for $30,000 in the mail and then uh, add them to our, make them a cold lead and and add them to our cold follow-up campaign. Boom. Guess who does all that manual work of putting that stuff into the CRM? The VA does, right? And what does Tom do? makes the phone calls, talks to the sellers, chicken scratches his notes, deletes the emails. And when he's done, messages that VA back, all right, send me my next three things that I need to do. Real simple, because again, getting those VAs to do that kind of stuff for you is going to save up so much of your time. So you're not the one behind the the keyboard. Yes. You want to add anything to that? No, the only only addition I would say is we, we actually still use a very similar process to this because it's effective. As soon as you're done with the appointment, as soon as you're done, it's all in your head. And what we tell them is walk through the very beginning all the way to the end and just voice record literally out the thoughts, like what you're, what it is. Cause there's key yes. motivational points, key, uh, you know, Im- important factors for, you know, needing to move, needing this, needing that. Right. And you don't want to forget it. Yeah. So write down all your notes because then your VA can take that voice message and attach it to that property record in your CRM. So you can see the history and all of that. And we used to even do this where all of the calls would be recorded inside of FreedomSoft. And I would tell the VAs to listen to that and keep the notes from that call into the notes section of that FreedomSoft. But anyway. Exact same thing, actually, Joe. That's awesome. So important. I was just having, uh, with some friends last night, walking our kids, our younger kids, down these residential neighborhoods to go trick-or-treating. And this guy's a senior level executive at a big international company. And uh, he's presenting a budget for his department to his senior executives over him, right? Anyway, he told me, he said, Joe, I'm, I want to sneak in to my budget a line item for my own virtual assistant. I said, oh, right, nice. Because I've talked to him about it before, right? And I said, you think they'll let you do that? And he said, I think so. And, and I said, well, you just got to, Think about it in terms of how much more productive can you be focusing on the revenue generating activities if you don't have to do the little administrative stuff. Like for him, you know, just stupid stuff like scheduling meetings and making sure the agenda is sent and the meeting minutes are sent or whatever. Like if he could have a virtual assistant with him actually in on those calls, taking the notes just for meetings, how many hours a week would that save him? Probably four or five hours a week. In taking notes, setting, sending the agendas, updating the minutes, tracking attendance, making sure everybody's notified, confirming everybody can be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I hope we'll find out in the next week or two <laughs> whether he gets approved for this VA or not. But I told him, I said, listen, 
if it were me, I don't care. I would hire a VA out of my own salary and pay them to help me with this because it would make my job performance so much better if I worked for somebody else. So I got a little nugget about that. Anybody who's earning over six figures and doesn't have an assistant, I promise you, you're paying yourself $5 an hour on top of the higher rate because somebody else could be doing those things that are super, super mundane, right? And simple, like yes. you're just talking about. If you're a six-figure earner, even in a nine to five, a virtual assistant is like, you, you'll still benefit from that. And, yeah. and at minimum, it'll help with what you're doing today. It can even help you with the future on these real estate deals. So good. And well, Van, somebody's saying, well, listen, I'm, I'm new. I'm just getting started. I'm kind of overwhelmed because I bought Joe's program and I'm going through it. And there's like a lot of stuff here. I've got a full-time job. Should I just hire a VA now or should I wait? So when do you recommend to new investors when they should hire a VA? Perfect. So one of the first things I'll ask is, are you look at your time, right? What, what you don't want to do is go spend money to go bring on a virtual assistant to then just go do absolutely nothing. That's a mistake that people will do is like, they want to get to 10 hours a week, giving everything over. So if you're at 40 hours a week or more, that you're already at that point, right? And that's going to be most everybody. If you're working 40 hours a week, coming home, taking care of some other things, running through your email, right? Trying to take care of these. That's the time to immediately start bringing on the support. I have a, a really good tip that I like to look at is like, you don't have to bring somebody on 40 hours a week to get started. You can just do it on a per project basis that you just don't even like. I have an example. Like we have a great team, but I have to get some videos transcribed. I don't want to give that to one of my team members. And that's a short-term project. I'm going to leverage Upwork and put, put it out there and somebody else will run through and transcribe it. And if they do really well with that and maybe other tasks, that's how you find the talent to bring on and bring them full-time eventually. Yeah. So if you're just getting started, you don't need to hire a full-time VA. Okay. You could hire VAs just to do simple tasks for you. You can hire part-time VAs. What kind of budget do people need to be prepared for? If they're starting out, they just need a part-time VA. What kind of budgets is, should they expect to spend? So just it's it's five bucks an hour, 20 hours a week, right? So it's really that simple. About a hundred bucks for every week that you're going to want to use them. But I'm telling you, they're going to save up that much of your time, right? That's just the minute, like, that's just, I say the starting point, because you should then immediately be getting revenue that beats that, right? You're spending five. You should be, that's why as soon as whatever that time it frees up, do not fill that with more admin tasks. Like cleaning up your podio and, and replacing that time is not effective. Replace that time with the $100 an hour task to $500 an hour task. Here's a very simple way to find out what that dollar an hour task is. Talk to the phone or do sales. Bring in revenue. That's the number one thing you want to do when you're outsourcing it. And that's how you get an ROI and it's not a cost, right? I want to make that clear. A VA is an investment. A virtual assistant is a part of your team. Don't just treat it like an automated robot. That's where people will fail. They are a person and they are a team. And if you treat them well and respect them, I'm telling you, your, your whole world will change. But that's so important. I mean, just the things we've talked about in these last five, 10 minutes have been so important. People that struggle with VAs who have, I, you've heard of this, you know, I hired VAs, it didn't work. I went through four VAs, none of them were good. Yeah. 90% of the time, the problem is lack of communication and they don't treat them like an employee. They just yeah. give them some assignment and then think that they only need to talk to them maybe once a week. It's not like that. It has to be more involved with that. That's why for me, I've got a big business, but I hired local assistants to manage the virtual assistants for me, right? Boom. Oh, that's good. Okay, so Vance, um, we wanted to share my screen, and uh, I wanted to show people uh, how to find and hire these VAs, these virtual assistants. One of our favorite sites is Upwork, and I'm going to share my screen here. Will you talk a little bit about Upwork and, and why you like it? 
Oh yeah. It's a, first off, it's a great tool to trust with uh, hiring a VA because as they do the work, all their like stuff is being recorded. You're paying um, through Upwork, not directly to them. So it builds this like a third party trust, as we call it, kind of like how we use PayPal to make payments to somebody else. Upwork is like that for the overseas. So you don't have to wonder, how do I get US dollars to some foreign currency? It's just almost like a software that you just get right on into. And it's massive, massive support. Well, that's really important. The other thing is I like about uh, Upwork, used to be called Odesk, but yeah. it will, um, you can see people's virtual assistance reviews that they've gotten received from other people in the past, right? You can see the kind of their job history. You can see if they're their own individual VA or do they work with um, an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could, I, I recommend, I, my personal preference is don't work with agencies, work directly oh. with one VA, right? Right. So then the other thing is it will, it, you just link your checking account or your credit card or your PayPal account. And when, when your VA can clock in, they clock out, it tracks their time, it records their screen, it takes screenshots. I don't know how often, but screenshots. So you can see if they're actually doing the work they say they're doing. Yep. And then when the, when their week is done, you have a small window. I don't know how long it is, a few days, where you can review the work. And if they're not doing what you t- pay them to do or what they're saying they're doing, you can dispute that. And then Upwork will get involved. So it, it, it's a safety net that, um, you know, they won't be paid unless you approve the work that they've done. And then it will pay them. You don't have to worry about making them a W-2 employee. It's just mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a, it's a marketing expense that you write off to, it's an expense in your checking account, business checking account and QuickBooks, whatever, to Upwork. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what's uh, awesome about it. Yeah. All right. So I want to share my screen here. And what you see is Upwork, upwork.com. Oh, by the way, Everybody, if you go to joemccall.com slash Vance, I want to just mention this real quick because Vance, super gracious. And he said, because I said, listen, I want to do this. I want to do this podcast kind of like a class. I want to teach people how to find and hire a virtual assistant. Let's keep it really, really simple. And he said, great. So we're going to demo it right now. But Vance has also given us a couple different things that I want you guys to get your hands on. The first one here, and I know you can't see it that well, but it's a VA job description step one. So this thing is where we're going to copy and paste this real quick that kind of explains a job description when you're doing this for a general real estate virtual assistant, right? And then the other one is a list of job descriptions. So you can get these two documents to just copy and paste how we're doing what we're doing. The other thing is Vance gave us um, two Loom videos and explain what are in these Loom videos. They're like uh, tutorial videos, right? So explain what they what what's oh, perfect. Yeah, so uh, you're going to get two Loom videos. One is on how to post the job description as if you're trying to go and hire for a full time position, right? And then the second part is actually how do you actually get a talent to come to you? And so it's a two step process, and you have both videos there on how to go and hire a full time. And then what we're going to go over is like going over finding like a part-time or specific job or task that you're trying to get done. And that should help you with uh, just getting started right away. So I'm not sure I've got the right Loom video right now. I just clicked on the link and what's not oh, sharing. Yeah. Will you check that again? We'll get the link right. So there's uh, there's two Loom videos that are going to... Uh, we're going to go through this pretty fast, but um, yes. Vance is going to do, have another video that kind of just simplifies it um, and what your the step-by-step of that is. And here's the other thing, too, because we're not going to have time to do this in the podcast. Well, when you create the job, you're going to go find people, invite them to apply for the job, and other people are going to apply. And you might have 10, 20, 100 different applications coming in. 
And the video that we're going to give to you for free at jomacallcom slash vans is going to show you how do you filter out the 50 or 100 applications that you're getting in and how to test them and to make sure that you're hiring the top tier talent. Okay. All right. Uh, So let's go through this again. This is, um, this is Upwork and you guys can see my screen if you're watching right now on YouTube and I'll do my best for you listening on audio to kind of track here, but this is my, now I already have an Upwork account. This is going to look different for you. If you have a brand new Upwork account, you're going to see different options a little bit. Yeah. But w- our goal here right now is we want to um, we want to post a job for a full-time virtual real estate assistant, right? Yeah. So walk me through the steps here, Vance. All right. So we're going to click post a job. So this is for the full-time bringing them on, not a, not a specific task, all right? Okay. So as soon as you're going to bring them on, in this case, we're going to go with the long-term work because we're looking for more than 30 hours. All right. Okay. Longer-term work. Yep. Continue. Continue. All right, at the job title, this is where we're going to put just real estate virtual assistant. Real estate virtual. Yes. And then right off the bat, the job category went and selected it. General virtual assistant should automatically pop up. If it doesn't... I see it right there. Yep. So that's perfect. Okay. And then I click next skills. Yes. So after we click next skills, it's going to pop up. It's going to say add up to 10 skills. Three to five really is just fine. So let's click virtual assistant. There, I'm just clicking that. And you'll see it. And then I will add in uh, administrative support. I see that popular. right there. You'll see that. And then I like to search for the word real estate virtual. Um, real estate yep. virtual assistant. Virtual assistant. And then so what we're doing is you type one. these things, little drop down menus come up and you can, you can add those in. So we have three selected skills right now. Real estate virtual assistant, virtual assistant, administrative support. Anything else? Those are the main ones that we'll want to hit off of because we're really looking for that general support. Okay. And, um, yeah, and we're really targeting, hopefully, if they have some real estate experience, which would be great. Nice. What All next? Right? And then we'll just go click on next scope. I actually don't even focus on any of those other categories. So you don't worry about virtual assistant focus. focus skills, none uh, of that really matter. Yep. Okay. We'll click on scope next. Yep. And let me I zoom know. in a little bit here. Sure, sure. Maybe that will help. And Estimate so the one, scope of your work. So we're going to put more than six months. And then it, the kicker here is, uh, and we're going to... I like to use, it just made a pop-up after you clicked it, and it's asking what level of experience you'll need. Intermediate is a way to go everywhere. Even if you're looking for an entry, we're not wanting entry to Upwork. I'm wanting entry into maybe my job, but not into Upwork. So that's why I really like intermediate as my go-to. So the three options were entry, intermediate, and expert. Yeah. So we picked the middle one, intermediate. Yep. And then is this- job contract, the higher opportunity? Yes, because that's what you're going to be looking for. This is looking for a full-time opportunity. This is important. So this means you'll start with a contract, then later explore a full-time option with the talent. Your answer helps us better support your hiring needs. So we're going to say, yes, this is a contract to hire. Yep. So next is location, US or worldwide? Worldwide. That's the benefit of what's coming here to us. All right. Regions? So for the regions... Oh, I do like to source from the Philippines. So if you're getting started, just go with Philippines. And one of the main reasons is their culture is as close to uh, as the U.S. for understanding and how we operate, with the exception of entrepreneurship. They just bring a lot of loyalty in general. And it's uh, they already are familiar with working with U.S.-based uh, people. So when getting started, just select Philippines. All right. So I selected the Philippines. Cool. Then budget. Next on the budget. Okay. So here's where I like to put the hourly rate. I want to put three to $9 an hour. I know it seems weird, but we'll get to it later on why I'm going up to nine when we're like, but I thought it was $5 an hour. They are. People want to put much higher rates, but they're willing to come down much, much lower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime also too, when I do project budget, like if I wanted to um, 
yeah. uh, do a little project or a spreadsheet or build a little software or something. I'll put a budget of 500 bucks, but it's funny how many bids come in at $500. Yeah. But every single time when I message them back saying, all right, this is what I want to do is $500 the best price. They'll always come back and say, no, no, we can do it for this. We can do it for that. So, Joe, that is good on negotiating right there. And when you when you put in the project the project budget, that's like for the single task that you're doing, uh, you nailed it. And you'll be surprised when people start putting in offers, they'll, they'll even come in lower. Some will come in way higher. Everybody's negotiable though. That's, yeah, that's for sure. All right, so we're doing three to nine hours. Yep. And then we do review, review job post. Yep. All right, so my title, I should probably capitalize. I like to yeah. Real estate virtual assistant. Cool. Okay. And now we need a job description. Oh, guess what? We have one, don't we? Yes. Just because copy. we went to joemccall.com slash Vance. Bam. All right, so I'm going to copy this one right here. Yep. Now, I'm not going to worry too much about... You, you yeah. want to go in, where'd it go here? Boom, here you go. Paste it right there. Now let's yes. just kind of review this real quick. SOS Home Offer or whatever you are. Yep, your um, company. Joe McCall Home Offers. Looking for a full-time virtual executive assistant. You will be fully trained, but you will also have your own um, responsibilities. You'll uh, you'll also own your responsibilities. Oh, sorry, you. sorry. No, Thanks you're okay. No, no, no. Don't worry. You'll also own your responsibility. This means that we will train you, but you will be an integral part of our team who will be responsible to hit our targets. We are a real estate acquisition company. We buy houses in several markets in, you know, let's say Missouri. You'll be responsible for marketing, admin, management of leads, and other duties as assigned. You are not looking for, we are not looking for a team member who just communicates by email. We are looking for a highly engaged team member who wants to be part of our team. You must be available to work full time. This is good. Monday through Friday, nine to five, your time zone. For, yeah. for me, I would do central time. And why is that important? Because uh, we're setting expectations here, right? So why why is it important that they're available from nine to five? Because that's when our team is working, and we want them yeah. to feel like they're a part of the team. Nice. And also, they're also in a different time zone. So if you just put nine to five, that really may be nine p.m. to five p.m. your time, or ten p.m. to three p.m. your time, or seven, right? Like, yeah, you don't know. So you got to be clear on the time zone. Cool. You must be available to participate on our sales meetings. On Zoom, Monday through Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 10 a.m. Yep. Our core values are important to us. And if you think these represent you, we would love to interview you. Please look at the attached Word document. We'll train you on all functions, but please familiarize yourself with job duties. When applying, oh, this is really good. All right, I love this. <laughs> all right. When applying, please write, I have reviewed the job description attached in the first sentence of your application. And I would add this. Yeah. And add a smiley face. But I love that you added that because I'll even add in sometimes. So like that phrase doesn't matter. I don't care if you put, I have reviewed the job description for the longest time. Joe, I said, uh, uh, you know, when applying, please write uh, purple monkey jumping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, now why do you do that? What's the point? Perfect. Cause that means that they're actually reading the job description. And number one, I want somebody who's paying attention to detail. And if they're just quick and apply, they're already not a right fit because part of our, our core values, right, is over here striving for better and integrity, right? Nice. So yeah. I want them to read it. And then if they put that in there, it also becomes a nice filter when you're scrolling and they don't put that as a first response. Fast filter of notes. Yeah, good. You want to make sure they follow instructions. That's it. They're detailed. Core values, selfless ownership, strives, integrity. I love that. Project type, ongoing. 
you'll be asked to answer the following questions when submitting a pro- proposal. So you're asking them three questions. Yeah. Are you available to work Monday through Friday, nine to five central time or whatever? Yeah. Is your internet fast enough to participate in Zoom? And what is most appealing to you about this position? So that last question is where it gets really fun when you want to deep dive the fact that they may have read it, but what if, and this is where we come to that two part, yeah. you have attach a file and now it's time to add in the job description. Are they taking the time to click on the job description, the job requirements of what the job entails? All right. If they tell me what's most appealing and they only talk about core values, I know that that's all they read. All right. So I'm going to, I need to download this other document. That's a Google doc right now. And uh, I'm going to save it as a Word doc. Okay. Or should I, you know what, I'm going to save it as a PDF. Either one, yep. I like PDFs more as well. All right. Then from here, I'm going to attach that file I just downloaded. Where do you get that again, Vance? JoeMcCall.com slash Vance. Okay. And what I'm doing now is I just uploaded and attached the PDF of this list of job requirements. And just real quickly, you know, they need to manage, sort, respond to emails. They manage the calendar, confirm appointments, manage the CRM manage monthly drip campaigns, coordinate client events, help with transactions, assist in scheduling and travel, responsible for profit and loss, receipt management, budget management, blah, blah, blah. Not yeah. blah. I mean, this is all important. I'm not trying to... No, no, this is perfect. And feel free. Look, if you get this, remove things. And if you're like, well, what about this that I do? Add that in. No yeah. problem. It's not yeah. a perfect thing. It's a high level overview. All right, cool. And uh, so then the file has been attached. It'll be scanned. Category preferences, locations, Philippines, three to nine dollars an hour. Yep. I'm looking for one person. Do you have any additional screening screening questions or so I actually don't do any of these optional things because of what we're about to do in the next step, which is uh, the invite the talent, which is going to be done automatically. We're getting okay. ready to post the job. So I'm going to post it right now. Yeah. And that's your big step one. Just get the job out there. That was easy. I mean, it took like five, 10 minutes and just get outside your comfort zone, right? And just go post it and at least see who applies. Even if you're not ready to go, like let's just take that first step and just post yeah. it. Okay, so let me explain something too. When you create your Upwork account before you post a job, it's probably going to ask you to verify that you're legit, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to ask you to link to your business checking account so that you know when somebody does work for you, then they, they can get paid, okay? All right, so we, uh, we've got this job now. I can click on view job post or I can invite freelancers. So, what should I yeah, do? So it automatically moved us into invite freelancers. And this is where people will mess up. If you keep scrolling, you're going to see people and you're going to say, oh, invite the job, invite the job. That's what invite I've done job. before. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do that. Let's scroll all the way to the top. This is what, this is where the magic happens. Okay. Expand filters there. Uh, right here. There's a button yes. called filters. All right. all right. Now here's what we're looking for. For English level. I want native or bilingual. Because right. I want them to be able to communicate with me no matter what. So we, uh-huh. we'll select that. Okay. Earned amount. I want $10,000 plus earned. Okay. What does that mean? So that means how much have they earned through Upwork? So in other words, they've earned over $10,000 working with other people. So the big benefit here is I'm not going to get newbies that haven't earned a dollar. I don't know if they're going to be working or how well. I don't want brand new people on the platform. So the best way to get seasoned people are the ones that are earning money, right? On the platform, they've been working and they're getting more and more work. So I want 10,000 plus earned. Okay, good. Job, Job success. 90% and up. Oh, bam. You, Joe, they changed it. It used to be where you could actually check 100%, but they don't do that anymore. And we'll still tell you how you can do that. Because I want okay. people with 100% job success. And that means they've been reviewed before by other people that have hired them. By multiple people. Now, hourly rate. I want $10 and below. 
Okay. Because this will create that filter. Now, okay. uh, uh, hours build, a thousand plus hours build. Bam. Okay. So what this tells me is, and I want within the last six months. Man, this is way like this. You're going months. way more granular than I've ever done. This is awesome. This is how you filter the big, because everybody's using Upwork. So this is how I filter it. And then at last activity, I want within two weeks. Within this tells two me. weeks. So like last activity, there's another column, two weeks. Tells me that they're actively working. And we talked about this, Joe, right? Yeah. Only freelancers. We don't want agencies. So what? we don't want agencies. Why is that? Yeah. Well, because an agency is going to be somebody who's going to collect like, in other words, they have a team of VAs that they'll start working and assigning to, and they're not going to be real employees and working with you. All right. And you get less, less, I say less control, and I don't mean that in a negative way, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want an extra layer of me connecting with what I'm going to treat as my employee. Okay. All right, good. All we're doing now, again, is filtering out all of the people that they're suggesting we invite. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. And that's my favorite part about this. Now, in the category, uh, uh, let's go ahead and select the dropdown here. And this is where it really matters if you're like transcribing or doing anything. In this case, we're going to go with admin support. Admin support. And then virtual assistant. At the very bottom. Admin support, virtual assistant. That's the category we're looking for. Somebody who can just help us with virtual assistant jobs. Now... Now, if you think you're still ready to scroll and click invite, I do one extra step, Joe. Okay. So let's go ahead and scroll down. It takes two seconds to do this. I want you to click on his profile picture. The very first lead we see or lead, uh, person we see, we're going to click on it. Okay. We're going to glance at it. It says 96%. That's a no. So back out of there. Why is that a no? I only want to work with people that have 100% success Holy rate. Holy Somebody who's, who <laughs> said, who gave a bad review. I, when I'm talking top talent, I want somebody okay. who's worked a lot and got 100% success because they're going to work well for me. All right. So back yep. out. Yep. Back out. So this takes a little bit of time, but you also only have 30 invites. So let's take our time on the upfront to save on the back end. So we'll click on the next person. 99%. Back out. Oh my gosh. I'm very, because they're there. You don't think they're there, but we'll click on them. We'll go through 96. 96. So it is a little bit of an extra step that I do here. when 100. I'm, bam. Now, now this guy's in Pakistan. Is that all right? So for me, it is okay. We could have, yeah. um, here's how we can fix that. Let's actually back out of this. That's a good point. So I, I forgot one extra step. I got overly excited here, Joe. We'll scroll back up to the top. And the last part was like their, what was it at? Search so locations. Over, yes, the locations. Thank you. Type in uh, Philippines. Yes. So that way we can stay there. There we go. Now we're going to scroll down and start the same. Uh, now some people saying, well, I thought we said we wanted the Philippines, but this no, is now filtering the people we're inviting. Yes, there we go. Exactly. Okay. That's the difference. So let's go ahead and click on uh, that first picture. Chris Soleil, Chris Soleil. 100%. Boom. And here's another tip I look at. So scroll down just slightly, and this is how you know you're going to have a really good candidate. Let's see. Sometimes, and it's not in this case, so we'll just go back up. What what it'll tell you is how fast they respond, too. Oh, yeah. So I've seen that. if they have 100% success rate, let's set invite. And so we click on invite. Click invite. Yep. And you have 30 of these. And I just leave the default, which is fine, and just send invitation because we've already done all the front-end work of filtering for top candidates. Nice. All right. So then we're looking at Ramona, who's next. Um, Now, she says $10 an hour, 100% success. No problem. Here's why. So actually, great tip. Scroll down, and let's look at her hourly rate of what she's actually been doing. She says she wants ten. Six dollars an hour. Yep, six dollars an hour, and then every look fixed price. Fixed fix prices for five bucks an hour. Yeah, if you can give her a consistent twenty, thirty, forty hours a week of work, so they're willing to negotiate on there. A hundred percent. Right, even yeah. though she's saying ten. Yep. Okay, cool. So I click invite. Yep. Send invitation. 
Now you have 30. You, can you get more invites if you upgrade or whatever? Yeah, if you pay for it. This is just with the free account that you can actually do this and get set up. 100%, 100% success rate. So this is great. She's saying $6 an hour. And that's all right. And then again, we even look. I like, here's what I really like about her. Let's see if we can scroll down a little bit. She's got over 28,000 hours worked, 153. Here's yeah. one thing I don't like about her. So let's say you see a lot of 100% like we're doing. Ooh. The three-day plus response time, that could, she may take two weeks to respond. It's three plus days. And then it's less than three days. And then the best option is less than 24 hours okay. of response time. So exactly. Yeah. So you got to kind of weigh that out. So I really like to do a double check where I can 100%. With less than 24 hours. So if I have a little bit of extra time, I don't okay. mind spending filtering here. This guy says he's available now. Yep. So he's probably going to have a much lower 100% success rate. Scroll down just slightly. Sometimes they'll have it and it doesn't have it. So it's not it's not consistent yeah. on what their response time is, I've noticed. Cool. Well, I yeah. invite him. Now, yep. one other thing that I've done before, yeah. and I don't know if this is good or not, but there's sometimes in here a keyword search. Mm -hmm. And... Um, can I do it right here in the search? Yes. So I actually recommend that when you're hunting for specific jobs. Like, let's say I want somebody with FreedomSoft experience. I type in the word FreedomSoft, click the search. More filters you can do on this front end, Joe, right? Like we're doing here, the better chance you'll have for talent. So in this case, it didn't okay. find it. It didn't come any. But what yeah. another one could be uh, maybe Who's Zillow. Plus? Yeah, there you go. If you want to. Somebody who is an expert in Zillow, for example. Do right. we have anybody? Yeah, boom, there we go. And then so we'll click. And, that, and that, what it's doing is uh, when he searches for Zillow, it's actually looking at a lot of like their job experience or history. Yeah. And so this one looks like it's been a transaction coordinator. 100% right. success rate. 16,000. She's on seven jobs. Boom. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Click invite. All right. Now, real quick, because we've got to wrap this up. My wife Absolutely. texted me and reminded me that I need to go pick up my girls. <laughs> I already have four proposals. Those are your those are your invites that you sent, right? Oh, no, these are people that are people uh, already coming in that have already replied already. Yep. So here's how I filter. I'm glad that we got this already. So 100% job success is what I'm looking for. This one, the first one is 100%. Yep. But the next one, immediately no. Uh, I don't want any. So I give them a thumbs down. Right. I will not be. You won't work with them. Even though this next person, here's what I like. Remember your criteria still. So let's look at the top person. 100% job success and has earned $10,000. Yes. That's awesome. That's going to be a great candidate I chat so with. I can thumbs up her. Yep. You that kind of like shortlists her, right? Exactly. Exactly. This is your fast way of filtering. Now, Abigail's got zero hours earned. What do I do with that? I personally wouldn't go with that because we don't know. Like, again, we have these criteria. This is where you differentiate All between right. A, B, thumbs and C. Thumbs down. Yep. This one, 100% job success, but doesn't say how many hours. Right. So here's a cool thing. Just click on her. Uh, oh, she's associated with VA House. Oh, so that's an agency. So let's click on her. That's a good point. You want to click on her name? Uh, yeah, click on her name or a profile picture. Um, I think the name should just pull it up. Top rated plus. So it looks, yeah, I don't have any information. Yeah, I don't like agencies. Nope. This is a great example of like, let's not say we did on there. That this might be some stats of the agencies or yeah, something. I think so. This is where I don't normally filter through the agency. As soon as I see a chance of who they were, I just filter that out. Yeah, you could look into that because she's got a video here. Yeah, I wonder if, like, if you looked into that, if that would tell you more about her. And you're you're giving a really good tips here. Take your time on the upfront part here. You'll save yourself of all those fears yeah. and concerns because this is where take that time to triage, right? Take that time oh, to vet. Yeah, I'll I'll shortlist her, and that just yeah. means that I can. I can interview her. Let yeah. me refresh my screen here. See if I've got any more. 
when people are active. I have two short listed. I got 96. Yeah, yeah I already got a, some more that have that have been uh, this guy Onik, uh, 96% job, yeah. Bangladesh. Yeah, and I'm just a stickler with that. You're a stickler for that 100%. I, right. I am when I'm hiring somebody at the very beginning, and when you're learning yeah. too, right? Yeah. All but, right, I've got to hurry up and go yeah. here. Um, Sorry, I'll keep you here all day. This is so yeah. good. This is so good. Maybe we should do a part two, Vance. Would that be all right with you? I would love that. Let's okay. do a part two because let's talk about once they're applying, now how do you pick one? Um, yes. There's some really cool things I like to do. I'd like to see what you do with that. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to do this in part two. So in the meantime, guys, go to joemccall.com slash Vance, joemccall.com slash Vance to get the free stuff we just talked about, the job description, the requirements, and then the Loom videos. Vance will do uh, have two videos in there that kind of walk through step-by-step step how to get through all of that. All right, Vance, got to go. Appreciate yeah. you being on the podcast. I'm looking forward to part two. This would be really good. Be Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, Joe. We'll see you guys soon, everybody. Bye-bye.